When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Well, what's the crack, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Bookshot for Friday the... Christ, the 11th. It is the 11th. Welcome, everybody. The Patreons, of course, got the ad-free early access version of this last night. Oh, by Jesus Christ, I did. We have a live show. If you were thinking of being a Patreon, we have a live show this Sunday, Sunday evening. We're going to be all jumping on Zoom, having a sup of tea, sup of drink, whatever you want. Jump on for three doll hairs a month. Actually, there's the yearly one that people do as well. And I think that gives you like a month or two off as a cut price. I don't know. It's, it's three dollars a month. I don't know. You get all that extra stuff and you get live shows and whatnot. So, you know, fair play. Fair play to me. <laughs> Mighty stuff, oh Jesus, just the weekend, lads. Oh, listen, my show, my sh my show, my new club, our new club, myself, my darling wife, who is running it with me, she is, uh, she's kind of doing all the actual smart stuff and whatnot, but we are nearly sold out. I'd say, as I record this, we possibly are sold out of the opening night on the 19th. If there's a couple of tickets left, have a gander down the show notes. Um, Everything else is in there too, the Patreon stuff and how to sign up to that and everything is in there. In the one link. Uh, but we are back again on the 29th with John Cleary. The 29th of December with John Cleary. That weird, the taint of Christmas as I like to call it. It's the bit between Christmas and New Year's and you don't know what to do and you're kind of going, I just, I don't know. Well, jump in your car, come stay with me. I.e. book a room in care and come stay, come stay in care for the night. The new home of Irish comedy that's right I'm saying it that boldly yes sure there are many established clubs for the longest time in the, all the cities around Ireland but by Jesus Christ we are establishing comedy I mean it's helping that you know it's well known there's a lot of funny fuckers around i.e. the two Johnnies and myself are living there but this is going to be a banger of a night uh, like I said the first one's pretty much sold out we're going to have John Cleary on the second one and roll on then on then on then on then on Thank you very much, everybody who uh, has come to shows so far. I'm brilliant. I'm going to have clattered. The special is going to be out over the Christmas. It's going to be... Uh, there'll be a little fee on it. I'm going to put it out as a... And yeah, you can sit the whole family around. It'll be much cheaper than actually buying a ticket to come to the show. But it, we shot it so class for my special in Galway at the Comedy Festival. I'm very, very excited for people to see it. We're going to be cutting it together over December and putting it out for something to do over Christmas to get an old taste of Irish stand-up comedy at its rawest and just it looks so good I'm very very excited so that's all really the news about all that so you know what if you want to become a Patreon if you are listening on Spotify make sure and hit subscribe it's your very first time going I'm subscribing now and that's that hit subscribe hit the bell so it actually alerts you on your phone and if you can leave a five stars you know please do if you can if you're listening on Apple I think you'd leave a comment if you can't, if you don't want to do any of it, just screen grab it and go, oh, class, pure class, love this, and share it on whatever social platform you want. Bookshot Podcast, you'll find it everywhere. Or just tag me, Tom O'Hanley Comedy. If, uh, you know, I'm not shy. It's everywhere. Talk about it. Tell everybody about Bookshot. Do you know, the bigger the family, the better. Right. 
there's a lot of other gigs and stuff coming up and all the rest of it so I tend to post that on my story so follow me over there as well I've just gigs me doing gigs around the place I think as you hear this I'll be in Wicklow tonight I'm actually hosting a show with the mighty Emma Doran's on with me um I know Jim Elliott's on who else is on is Cormac Moore on it's a banger of a lineup anyway I don't mind saying and it's a great spot I remember hosting a show there before with Willie White and Stephen Ryan and it was a mighty night I'll be the Lord Jesus Wicklow people so I'm there tonight as you would hear this and then I'm loads of other places around the place anyway moving on to today's guest we have been proper proper friends uh, not just comedy friends but proper good friends for the longest time he's an absolute legend the opening five minutes of this episode are amazing in that if you knew Mark before and what Mark looks like now in the surgery he's gotten done on his back phenomenal stuff I'm very very I'm so chuffed for him in the fact that his voice even sounds different because of the way his head has been repositioned with his with all his spinal surgery I'm absolutely chuffed for the guy plus he's one of the most down to earth genuine hilarious like he could be hilarious if he wasn't actually a stand up and thankfully he is a stand up because he brings that genuine genuine <laughs> strap in kind of comedy the second he steps on stage but this was this was class this was an absolute joy to sit down and chat with my very good friend Mark Dohany finally we got Mark Dohany on board how are you keeping Mark? not so bad Tom and yourself how are you? class class we were just for a split second talking because I haven't the last time I saw you it was clattered at uh, at Cavanaugh's and you were going for an incri- a, a, a lot of people will know of you or whatever but I'm, I, I just, I, I'm flabbergasted at the change in your voice and everything. Like, it's unbelievable because Mark had, he was having surgery done yeah, based on an injury. Small spot of spinal surgery, like just, you know, just a, a little, <laughs> little bit of it, yeah. So t- explain it to me because you explained it to me and I was like, if, you may as well be, as the fella says, trying to teach a fucking pig about driving a Honda 50. Like it was, oh, right. So you're straightening out the fucking rebar is what you were telling me, basically, like. It wasn't far off that, like it was uh, getting a, a, a chunk of steel bar and, and sticking it in where the deformed spine was. But yeah, I, like I suppose the technical term was, was it was a T4 to C2 spinal surgery. So from the middle of the back up to the second or third vertebrae in the neck um, and they cut away a wedge from the bone and put in a few titanium rods and then reattach each vertebrae from that point up. So they fuse it in position, but um, gets kind of blood flow back into what's left. So that's that was the the gist of it. Um, so and what, uh, te- exp- so is there? So how many? How many? Uh, how many vertebrae? How many vertebrae is in there? Is it thirty three or thirty two in the back? I'm still not entirely sure. To be honest <laughs> with you, uh, I know the ones that aren't fixed, and I know the ones that are are, are done up. But that's about the extent of it. So yeah, it was from yeah. Um the the thoracic spine, I think all bar three of them were done and then um there's there's I think two in the neck not fused. They're kind of the ones right at the base of the head. But other than that, there's there's pins and a scar uh the rest of the way up. So um, So that that's so that nearly three quarters of your spine has been fused to the bar. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. So I think there's twenty nine steel rods in it or something, so I'll have to be careful I don't get scrapped because uh, there might be a bit of value at this stage. But... 
on you would say something like that. But what 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 I'm what I'm blown away by is immediate like you I can see your neck and everything because you're you you were you were, it had brought your head right forward and you're after was getting... fully uh, fully locked in if you was forward yeah so yeah I like I probably about five or six years ago it, it was very noticeable up to that it was it was heading that way but I I suppose I didn't notice I always had back issues but I put it down to wear and tear and not really been the best of mind of myself but. About five years ago, got it, like it was obvious. It was very heavily locked in. Um, so um, yeah, I'd kind of lost the horizon. Like I went in to the surgeon. I think it was March, and uh, he asked me to look up out through a window and what could I see in the building across the road? And I couldn't even see the building across the road. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was yeah, kind of the yeah the the, the gist of uh, yeah time to, time for action. So. Uh, and that's a great description of it. I'd lost the horizon because I had noticed, because I've known you 12 years, like what I had noticed that you, like you were always a bit taller than me anyway, but you kind of, you started to then look out. We were nearly the same fucking height for a finish. Like, you know, just... <laughs> I'd say you were going past me. I'd say most were. Uh... The, the fucking hair maybe had, but not the, the actual, my actual head. Well, I remember going to a reunion for a hurling team and lads that it was taller than were kind of looking down at me and I said, something's gone wrong here. <laughs> and just a basic level, I, I, you know, there's a reason he was shoved quarter back and I was full, uh, but I couldn't see it then. But yeah, that was. And was was it an injury or was it just your spine was going that way regardless? I think it was a combination. I have I have an underlying kind of health thing, uh, ankylosis spondylitis. I think it's oh, called. Yeah, but it was yeah, a natural yeah, yeah. curvature. Um, but then I had a couple of car crashes. I I think about seven years ago, around about this time of the year, I fell asleep coming back from a gig up the country. And went into the barrier near junction 14 and um, oh, oh. went the way down um, and woke up as I was hitting it. Um, but strangely walked out of it and went to work the following morning and did a gig the following night. That sort of, <laughs> you know. Uh, what if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Wouldn't have been the best of mind of myself, but yeah, uh, like, yeah, I didn't think it was too bad at the time. Um, and then a while after that, maybe two years after that, Chris Kent was in Cavanaugh's and I was doing warm up and uh, I decided to swan dive backways on the stage and, and broke my tailbone. Um, so they were Christ. kind of two of the contributing factors to accelerate it, I think. But, uh, <laughs> Man with spinal issue decides to fucking swan dive off the fucking stage in Cavanaugh's. Well, like you, you know PJ from the public, but I remember he was like he got a great he got a right laugh and probably got more laughs than I ever got in, in Cavanaugh's on stage from showing the video of me swan diving backways uh, uh on the one step stage. Uh so yeah, it was uh um yeah, they were a couple of the uh, misadventures. Sweet geez. Well it's it's absolutely fucking class. I can't believe I can see your neck. 
Do you know what I mean? You've actually got a you've got a nice bit of stubble on your neck. Like it's it's because yeah. you know when you've just become accustomed to things. Like you know what I mean? If a if a fucking roof was wonky on a house, you just grow used to it. But the next thing somebody straightens up the fucking roof, and you're like, fuck me, <laughs> fuck it. I can't wait to see the idea. That's the main thing. I can't wait to see how tall you've gotten. <laughs> But two and yeah. a half, two and a half inches. Mark, a lot of fellows would fucking spend a lot of money for two and a half inches. I tell you. <laughs> but unfortunately, it's all in this area, you know. And I, uh... I've got neck envy. <laughs> <laughs> but so we're trying to shave it now because I got used to years of not having to worry about tying up a tie or any of that stuff, you know. It's kind of uh, it's, it's harder to be scruffy now when uh, when there's no excuse for it. But... That's own, but so how long? Because how long are you doing stand up? Because you're doing it as long as I can remember, anyway. Like I think around about the same time. I think like I I I know I entered. So I think you're funny in 2009. I think, and I went over that year, and that was I wasn't long at it. I think I might have done a gig for Tony Ferns a little while before that, and naively said, "Sure, I'm new to this. I'll, I'll stick in an old entry." Um. Uh. So that was around about 2009. Um, and then I started probably doing cabinets around about 2011 or so. Um, um, kind of, yeah. So around the same time as yourself, I'd say maybe you were a little bit longer. Possibly, yeah. I Do you know what? Years just start to fucking blend into each other. <laughs> well, the last three don't count. So, you know, I could be I could be way out and then, you know, someone will call me a liar and I'll go, fair enough. But wouldn't be the first time. So <laughs> I know, yeah, because I, I was because you're like you're associated with Kevin's and I said it it was a, actually I was telling somebody the other night who is it Brian Gallagher we were walking back from a gig the other night and we were just as comedians do you're talking about fucking gigs and whatever and just I said do you know what I pay, I probably paid the best compliment I could like because I was saying you had opened for me and clattered or whatever uh, the night in Kevin's but I paid probably the best compliment I could to Booker in, a, in PJ that night and that I described him as being the least weird bloke in booking <laughs> comedy and even he was delighted that was the top that was the top fucking thing you could say about a booker in comedy like yeah no no like in fairness you know it is a kind of you know a, 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 a unique spot in some ways like you know um you kind of turn up and there's no hassle it's just like set and ready to go and you know whether there's a full crowd in it or not so full of crowd it has no bearing on how good or bad a gig is because uh uh, I, I, there's been quite ones in there, like the mad ones, um, that were, you know, I remember doing like the howls one year in it with with Max Savage, and like oh, the geez. entire front row, two rows left. Uh, um, <laughs> and I, I would say it was one of the best gigs in it, like just on account of the fact, like we we rarely had walkouts, but I don't know what I don't know what happened. It was nothing to do with with Dave on the particular night. I think it was just too full and warm, and people were like. I think I'll 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 move I'll migrate downstairs. Uh, but yeah, that was um... yeah. Because we we I remember we did did we do a late show in there one night for the Halloween howls? We did. And yeah, it was the it was the sweatiest, and it was a, a gig had just happened in there with Bernard, I think. It and... was yeah. There was one off, one on. Yeah, and yeah, um, there was a few of them that yeah. The second gig in particular. Just even the staff with the drunkenness, uh, it, it you know it was difficult to to migrate. I I, I was um, I can only remember. I can remember it was Sorry, con- seven seven year old wandering in in the background, but sure she's. All I right. love that this is like BBC or Sky or something. Just a child. That's hence why I'm I'm out in the shed. I'm out in the shed, Mark. <laughs> it's because I would have a three year old climbing up on top of me, and then a dog up the other side of me. Like it's just there's no there isn't. <laughs> 
there I'll have to invest. I'll have to invest in the shed. I think that's the that's the 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 lots and bolts of it. But uh... well, it it literally like I've it, it is a studio built studio, but it has turned into like there's a workbench over to the side there, just so Tom can be out here by himself. Just <laughs> do you know what I mean? There's always a need for a place. But I remember that night, like there's something about like Midlands people, like they're humble, quiet people. But by fuck, when they get drinking to them, that night I remember. The heat hadn't left the room at all and some people had stayed and then a rake more people came in and it was me. It was a Willie White. And, and Tom stayed, I think. And Tom possibly. stayed. And Shroud stayed was fucking full to the fucking gills with everything. Like, the cunt, like he was up there and yeah, it's been a fucking, Willie was struggling. And I think just a scumbag came out in me and I just started shouting and roaring at people. And they kind of appreciate it. They just got on board. and went, oh, all right, fair enough. He's just, you know. Oh, they would love that. Yeah, that's that, that, that's probably the, the highlight of the weekend for them down there, getting the views from the stage. But <laughs> that was a weird gig because I had to pick Tom Stayed up coming from Galway on the train. And I went over to Port Arlington Station to pick him up. And uh, I think, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I looked like, to be honest with you, at the time. Because I remember him ringing his agent going, some weird neck motherfucker just picking me up. <laughs> In the car park of the station, and I couldn't argue it. It was it was accurate, to be fair. But, uh, <laughs> um, I delivered him to the gig anyway. But that was about the height of it. He's a bollocks, like. But he he, do you know what? You should send send state a fucking a picture now. I should yeah, we should fucking screen grab this and send it to the fucker. But he's out of his fucking chalk anyway. But in fairness, he was appreciative of that. night. I remember uh, he was out of his. He was full of fucking everything, and he said, uh, "Yo, Tommy, that was a great great set." Uh, got it. I gotta get you over to support me, and it was like, yeah, 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 whatever. And if whatever must have twanged in that brain of his, about two months, three months later, he rang me out of the fucking blue, and said if I wanted, asked if I wanted to come over and do a couple of nights with him in Edinburgh, Glasgow, and Liverpool. But he rang me, like I was having my porridge, Mark, at fucking seven, six, half six, seven o'clock in the morning, and I wasn't flying till like twelve o'clock, and this mad fucker, he texted me at. It must have been six. It must have been six or seven o'clock. Text me what kind of beer I liked. He was heading to the shop early. <laughs> You're like, well, that is very courteous of you and it's very polite. But what in the name of fuck? Can you imagine getting a text on a Thursday, on a Wednesday? What's your favorite beer? I'm going to pick it up for you. At half six. I mean, it's, in one way it's class, but in another way, yeah. you're kind of going, you might have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I suppose maybe there was a point of being 20s when maybe that might have been a regular shopping item, but it's more likely to be uh, animal bars or, or, or league at this stage. So, yeah, I don't know. What age did you, oh, so you, there's, you have a seven-year-old rambling around. What age is the other one? 11, 11, oh, yeah. Oh, so not so bad. Not so bad. Yeah. At least you can talk to, the, uh, do, and does the 11-year-old like you? Like, because I could see my fella, he's sound at the minute, he's three, but I have a funny feeling I'm going to be a thundering bollocks by age 10. Nineteen. Well, I see. I suppose the benefit I have is I, I'm 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 the, the step mark. So like you know, there's no kind of real desire to you know. I'm not viewed as any sort of a you know parental authority. Oh, uh, okay. Well, that's great. That's class. Yeah. It is. Yeah. No, it's good. It's good. A lot to be said for it. To be honest with you, I know some fathers who would probably actively <laughs> engage with that sort of <laughs> setup. Uh, but yeah, no, it's like yeah, no, it's good. Like we all, they 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 have they have their mom and their dad and they have their mark as well. So you know, they I'm handy for picking up magazines and reasonably good for you know checking to make sure they're fed and stuff like that. But... <laughs> I like that reasonably fucking well. You're like you speak. 
I know you you like you can't talk about like you work in politics and you can't really talk too much about it because you always have the inside track. So just to me. clarify now, I, I work in the civil service. I Sorry, yes. Politics, so yeah. Sorry, just I'm in case people be switching off in droves, you know, it's not... It's far from as interesting as that, but yeah, so... Uh, well, you've told me uh, a couple of fucking interesting roles that you had at different points. It was like, now I'm sure on a day-to-day basis it was fucking withering or whatever, to, like every job is, but still you were telling me things going, huh? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What the fuck? <laughs> like I, do, I, move, I moved apartments a few times, but yeah, so I've, I've been around a bit, but yeah, I, I wouldn't be, uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, look, that's the benefit. Of, there's there's good and bad in civil service. You can have, you know, you can spend your whole life in the one, in the one office or, you know, there's plenty of scope for, for moving departments, so. I've worked from immigration to part of the court service and, and currently in enterprise. And yeah, so you get you get a mixture. Because you've worked direct for politicians though as well, though, haven't you? Pretty much answered the phone and going, no, he's not in. <laughs> well, no, we don't, we don't answer the phone now. It's just emails. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll give a stock response. But yeah, no, we do. Um, no, no, in fairness, um, yeah, I work with a, a minister, a couple of junior ministers, and, you know, they're all very good. Um, that's probably the right <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ, Mark! You'd actually paused before you said. <laughs> no, no, in fairness, look, it's a tough job. I mean, I wouldn't go into it. It's a it, freak but... of a job. I wouldn't no more go yeah. into it. No, no, um, and to be honest, which I wouldn't be the most political. Like I was, you know. Yeah, that's actually. In, you know, I just get on, get on with it. There's a job to do, and you kind of, and I think most in the civil service are the same. Like you know, we we have restrictions on getting involved in politics, but most of us, you know, wouldn't be bothered. I don't think if we could, um. It's just uh, kind of get in and get in and do your job in the day is try and do some bit of value going home and clocking off in the evening. But yeah, it's that. Because I, I know I'm bouncing around, but it's just my brain is, didn't we, I, do you know sometimes you think of a gig and you go, did I fucking dream that? Or did it happen? Did we do a gig in, was it a Abbey Leaks one night? And a priest, a priest showed up. Yeah, he showed up for the raffle. Um, yeah. Yeah, and left after he didn't win, I think quite. Or maybe he did win, but wasn't happy with what he won. I can't remember. There was some storm out um, from what I remember. But that was a fundraiser gig for, a, a, I want to say, for like a community walk and track around the field. Um, I think, you, um, yeah, that sounds very familiar now that you just said it. But I, I think the general consensus, obviously, it was over the Raffley walk, because I think the general consensus was over my swearing, your swearing. And I don't think he got to Totally Wired. But was he definitely wouldn't hang around for that? He he was definitely gone before totally wired. Uh, I, I think that would be fair to say. Um um, but yeah, I think that like it, it was a reasonably good gig from what I remember. Um, 
which for some reason started with Pat McDonald and people asking about 10 minutes in, was that your man from Father Ted? And you could <laughs> audible kind of interaction at the back of the room. And then the raffle took, I would say, probably 25 to 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was it was it was certainly an unconventional, but a good fundraiser, like you know. But I like we. I suppose you've done so many of them as well. Like I, it was a while, but I used to do race nights. And I remember that. And like you know, all sorts. Like we 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 ran a, a race night for a soccer club one night, and they ran out of races. They printed twelve cards, and they had ten races, and they were that drunk. I played the first two races again. Um, <laughs> And lads were still betting on them uh, at at the time. Uh, I won't say what club it was, but yeah, I, their their on field success was probably reflected in in their lack of attention to detail <laughs> on the, uh, the form of the races. But um, yeah, that 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 yeah. So like weird weird gigs, and then I remember getting John Caleri for a union gig in work one time. We had a a, a civil service conference in Galway. Perfect. And I got nice. John yeah. down for it, and uh, he'd sort of forgotten about it, and then. He rang me and was like, "Did we have something down for tonight?" And I said, "Yeah, you're, if you're in Sligo, like it's only up the road." So he did that and like spent the entire gig slagging off um, civil service. And then went, <laughs> this wasn't a, a civil service union gig or anything, was it? Because you know, that was it hit and miss with some of them. But I said, "No," but they loved it to be honest, which is so yeah, let's let it on. <laughs> Yeah, no fucking doubt, Kaleri. Because you do, you, I, like, you're the one fella, like, most fellas will text you going, yeah, I might have a gig in a pub here or whatever, but you will text me with these, like, <laughs> they'll be the most bizarre, convoluted, strange, like, now, there's a crowd, they're a different branch of the fire service now, Tom, and they might be going for it, and it's just coming out, and you do, how you know all the, obviously they're civil servants to, the, you know, to one degree or another, but you seem to it's- always... I don't know. Like it's it's weird. I I, I picked up like I, I think I, the weirdest gig I did was there was some lad running for election one time, and we did a gig first, and I had Brian Moss who used to be on Tip Tip FM and yeah, did a bit yeah, of comedy, yeah. and I don't know it was a dead salmon or someone, and uh, um we did the gig, and midway through, like I think there had been a you know uh, almost a, a a kind of a, a an opinion poll had come out and said he was like destined not to win the election. And we were midway through on stage uh, at the time. So that that was an awkward uh, scenario because I had to bring him on to finish. Like he came on and did a few minutes at the end of it. So that that's one of the weirder gigs. Not a bad gig, but yeah. Um, and then I did a few stuff with the Queen of the Land a few times with, with Bernard O'Shea. And they were they were interesting gigs, um, on mainly on account of the fact that I kept forgetting that there was like seven different cork roses or whatever they're called queens um like immaculate and all these places i'd never heard of and uh, every I just assumed if i didn't recognize the area that they were from cork um <laughs> what's yeah, queen but, of the land again like is that a rosa tree or is it a keller housewife of the year award it's or? like mocker and Affirma, um one of their three beauty contests a year um and i would use the word loosely um <laughs> Uh, not in terms of the fact that it, it like you know it's not a case that I'm in any way disparaging the girls but there's 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 like there's like a full formal interview as part of the process like I'm not talking the 10 minutes on stage I think they get take them off at some stage on the Saturday and do 45 minutes of like you know 
where do you see yourself in five years? It it almost seems like a job simulation exercise. Um, but yeah, like yeah, so like they're always in Tullamore. It's always in the Bridge House or or one of the hotels in Tullamore. Like they're 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 good gigs. Like they they have an event on the Friday night and and great crack and like mocker crowd are good crack generally. Um, but yeah, like the the gig on the Friday night's good crack, and then you know um it, the business starts on the Saturday. So you know, like you, you kind of get the best of the. Because that was that was the thing. Because oh, to explain Makra and Affirma, because there's a world of people listen to this that aren't from Ireland at all. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean it's a farmers association, isn't it? It is, yeah. Oh, young farmers of Ireland or whatever it was, and like I, I think that like young being under forty five or whatever operating them have these days. Oh <laughs> well, like with road frontage or you know a, a decent tractor, yeah, you'd be you'd be you'd be beating them off. Um, but yeah, so that, like it's mostly. Where primary school teachers meet farmers, I would say, is probably the best description yeah. of um, <laughs> um, if ever, but, um I mean, they could just call it the Coppers Festival, like really, couldn't they? Because that's essentially it's just an extension of what happens in Coppers, like it's the spiritual home. But really, they should move it up to Coppers at least once and try and host it there. No, Brian Jackson, I'd say he'd probably try. He'd be happy to take on the business on on a Tuesday night or something, but um. But yeah, no, like that's uh, that we we that was you know fun but weird gigs. But like, there's a lot of I I don't know. Like I I can't remember. I I I think at some stage I did a wedding. Um, you didn't. I did. I did in in my naivety. Um, and it was up. I I won't go into specifics because I'm sure they're still reliving the horror of the of the, <laughs> of the day. But um, I arrived and there was. A, a squad van taken away several members of I don't know the immediate bridal party or the extended bridal party and your man in reception um, I, when I went in I said I'm here for the, the wedding to do comedy and he said I have an envelope for you if you want to take it and go now you can um, and I kind of went that's a bit unusual to be offered cash not to go on but uh, I said sure <laughs> I give it a go. It can't be that bad, but it it was. I was fully sure you were going to say you turned tail and walked out, but you fucker, you went up. I went out. No, I went that was more of a curiosity made you do that. No, that's what that was. It was, yeah, hundred no, percent, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I, I'd driven up and I was like, "Going, look, sure, I'm up here now. I've had a supermax. I might as well, <laughs> I might as well latch into it." Um. But yeah, I didn't do another one since. Um, um, so I, I think I leave it. I leave, I leave that element of the. Where does a comedian? Because I know Paddy McDonald does them and Willa White do them, but they, you know, them lads would have that kind of style where they be, you know. But where did where did you stand up like at the fucking days in between the? Or where where were you like? I think they decided to. to originally, I was supposed to be going on before the speeches, um, which would have been bad enough to extend <laughs> the speeches by any length of time, but. Instead, I went on at the same time as the cocktail sauces uh, and the chicken, <laughs> the chicken, uh, the so I, was I was competing with the goujons, uh, which doesn't go well outside of Dublin in particular. Um, but I think I think people thought I'd had an episode that was just up talking uh, <laughs> microphone. To be honest, it probably wasn't a bad description of it. <laughs> So, have you any idea what was it? Just pure drinker later, had a fight started, or what? What was the fucking? What was the squad? I never, I never, I never asked. Like it's like what I used to do the door. If you walked in and somebody was getting carried out in the back of a squad, right? You didn't ask questions. Just went. 
I assume it's not going to be a fun night. Um, but yeah, uh, it was. I, I never got to the bottom of it, but I got the distinct impression several members of the bride's party in particular were upset. So I, I, I left it at that. Um, this is the thing, like, I never, like, I don't know why I'm so fucking snooty about weddings. I'm just 100% sure they would never go well for me. But I've done so many fucking gigs that were brute, just as brute, couldn't get actually any more fucking brutal. Like, I did one for. Called corporate, I suppose, because it was corporate. But there were these, I think, was it a recruitment agency or something? It doesn't matter if they're listening to this because they'll never book me again anyway. But <laughs> it was booked, and the same lad that does the booking, he has to say he's no idea what he's doing is a fucking understatement. And it was in a room upstairs in a fucking busy, busy cocktail bar in Dublin. And there was no like door. When I say room, it, all it was was like an extension of what would be the landing upstairs. Like, so. All the, the tunes from downstairs were blaring. They had a bit of a microphone going and there was no real seating area. Like it was just an area with loads of boots. So people were just kind of huddled around, looking around corners at me. And it was, do you know when you just like, again, your morbid curiosity, you're like, I'm paid. So it's like, all right, I'll just. <laughs> and but the, again, they, they, they can be such fucking bullshit artists. Like your man, the head of HR or whatever, he says, nothing's off the table, Tom. Nothing. In fact, Here's a few tidbits. I went, these sound like a real fun company because you'd sometimes meet a real fun company. Turns yeah. out, yeah, they, while most of the people work for the company were sound enough to a degree, but uh, yes, upper management, bunch of guns. Like, your man, your man gave me free reign to go after the boss. Turns out the boss had the biggest ego. This big fat lump of a fucker who thought he was hot because he seemed to hire mostly only women by the looks of things. And he was strutting around with this. And he, he looked at me like, oh, what are you doing next? Are you doing something here? Because we have a guy doing fire blowing. Are you doing that? What's that? <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm here. To, and in my head, I'm going, oh, I'm delighted with those tidbits. I'm going to fucking roast you. And, you know, a man would be able to take it. He'd go, all those are actually true points. And yeah, okay. But as soon as I mentioned the one thing, stormed out. It's like, what the fuck? And then it just, and you think, okay, everybody in the room would love that. It just made the place weird. And I looked down at my watch and I was only like two minutes in. And after 30 <laughs> minutes, I'm like, oh, fuck. Well, yeah. But, he, but at, at the 25 minute mark, I kind of looked at your man and was like, I had him for about three minutes in total in the middle. The rest of the time, they'd just gone back to their drinks. And I just kind of looked at your man and was like, I'd say, we'll we'll wrap it there, will we? Uh, and even he was like, <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, we'll wrap it there. Yeah, yeah. But you're just hating yourself walking out the door. At least you had something at least to tell a story of. Like there's nothing in that, in the horror of that. Like it was only that the boss just couldn't. He was just a cunt from the second I walked in the door. Like, Yeah, well, I'm sure, I, I, you know, I suppose he was probably set in the bar tab. So that's why they got panicky when he left out and walked out the room. But, you know. That's, yeah, well, that's exactly what I, yeah. But it was like... Do you know there wasn't even any groans? Like if you if I slagged you with this, Mark, you'd be howling on the you'd be rolling on the floor laughing with what oh, I slagged him. Like yeah. I think it was something like they were slagging him off for having a Tesla, but he cycles to work because he's too mean. And I I said, well, that's a bit fucking that's a bit fucking on the nose, isn't it? I'm sure that's W done. I, well, I just, now in fairness, with the the price of electricity now, I don't know. You know maybe he's onto something. Could be maybe, but I I couldn't leave that it. I couldn't leave that where it was. So I went. Yeah. I said, so so we, whatever the guy's name was, we call him Mark. I said, so Mark, I believe you have a Tesla, but you said to work. Well, really, I mean, you have a Tesla, really? I mean, there's much easier ways to tell people you're homosexual. Anyway, <laughs> you know, 
laugh along, even if you don't. Your man just stood up and walked out. It's like, ugh, okay, yeah, all right, okay. So this is the vibe of the room, is it? Okay, fair enough. You know, where do I... clearly it, it wasn't a very smart joke. It was just a throwaway silly pub pub fucking thing to say. You slag the big dog in the room first. He takes it. Everybody else settles settles in. Nah, your man storms out. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Jesus. Yeah, I, haven't done, I haven't done a huge amount of corporates mainly because I don't get asked I'll be perfectly honest about it uh, there's something about me just I suppose maybe it doesn't really you know if they've seen me they're less likely to bring me on stage I suspect um, with a microphone <laughs> to have a pop at them um, I did do one and I was told it was um, members of the Saudi embassy and a Saudi Arabian comedian was performed and there was strict segregation going on in the room. It was in the teacher's club in Dublin. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did the gig and like there was women on this side of the room that I couldn't look at directly. Um, <laughs> and about five lads on this side of the room that I could talk to, uh, but not on like a, a kind of a, you know, cordial level. It was just, you know, I could make jokes. So... And at the time, most of my set was based on Midlands humour. So I was kind of done. This is going to be a long 25 minutes or so before the Saudi guy goes on. And um, yeah, it's like, you know, there was a couple of guys at the back of the room who looked like security personnel from an embassy and a guy sitting in front of them who I figured was embassy staff. And like they were all very cordial. And where do you go with that set? Only I started slagging England and that went Amazingly, they they were they were loving that. Great. Um, and then made a reference to friends, and you know I had some you know, joke at the time, and then that completely lost. They don't really watch Western TV, I'm guessing. Obviously, you know, <laughs> just... friends, you know, uh, wouldn't wouldn't be flavor of the month out there. And I finished up with probably my cleanest joke, and I just said. Um, I think GDPR had been hardest on people on diets. Every time they Google low fat meals, they're asked to accept cookies. That's a great. And that's a great joke. I use it. It's not the worst. Uh, I I went with that. It's relatively plain, and that was the one they complained about because um, uh, apparently a few of them were going to Weight Watchers, and they felt I was <laughs> picking on them to a certain extent, as if I'm in a position at any stage to be picking on people going to Weight Watchers. Um, but yeah, that was that was the worst corporate I did. I think um, I'm still not sure. I I didn't stick around for the Saudi guy because he started talking in um, quite heated tones, and I went, "This is not the sort of thing you want to be seen walking out of." Um, just in case, but you know, a special brancher outside in the car or something. I uh, I decided to move at that point. Yeah, if had you ever seen the the documentary The Dissident, I don't think you would have done that fucking gig. To be honest with you, because once them lads get you in a room, uh, you might fucking come back out of it. I sort of learned afterwards that maybe to ask a little bit of detail about what said gig is, you know, rather than just going, sure, I'm in Dublin, I can do that. Yeah, that's that's fine. I'll, I'll stroll across. <laughs> but to be fair to you, I mean, at the teacher's club, you're going, all right, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, but I mean, I love the notion that like Leash is the Riyadh of fucking <laughs> like, <laughs> Saudis. Like, Said that Saudis would want to stand up full stop, like you know. Oh no, it was it, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know how, I don't know who many people had turned it down. It would be interesting to know who'd been offered it first before they came to me. Uh, but yeah, there was. Would I? I, I think because I know you. I know you said you're not in politics, but you are. Like you do have 
strong country opinions. And that was kind of a thing I wanted to get around to. And I, also something that popped into my head. And I have asked a load of people. And it wasn't until over the weekend in Galway that I had it affirmed that it def- Do you remember the Keller Housewife of the Year Award? Oh, yeah. Jesus, yeah. yeah. yeah like, yeah. I've said it to loads of Dublin people. They've gone, huh? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What? Like it's in the bottles of gas. I went, exactly. Like sponsored by... But you'd get a kitchen, wouldn't she? Or what, like, what was the... I don't think it was a full kitchen now. I think they got a cooker initially, like maybe a yes. range master or something like that. But yeah, like it was... It was a, like... I have visions that Derek Davis was the host. I could be wrong on that. I... It could have been Marty Whelan, but I it, it like it was that sort of live a tree uh, on a, a, a... You know, the precursor to the Dahi O'Shea show, whatever that's called. Way back in the day, they used to have that on. And I recall... Like Derek Davis and whoever Telma Mansfield possibly were the two who used to host. I think they were some way involved, but I, I I certainly recall it. And I remember at some stage, someone from Leash was in the final but didn't win it, and people saying she was robbed. <laughs> and like it was the first time like that had happened outside of a county final or something where it was like you know, um yeah. People genuinely upset um, that there was some kind of discrimination against the the the, the leash bogger as against the the temporary bogger in the final. <laughs> I know, yeah, it's some other fucking bar. Fairness, it was left to us to the most part anyway, wasn't it? Just left to the fucking cultures. Like I don't it, know that there was many people from you know even sophisticated areas like uh, Waterford and Cork uh, taking part. <laughs> I don't know when, whether their pool uh, was essentially people who uh, would consider the good room something they were waked in, and that was it. Um, I think that might be the. <laughs> Entire. Did you entire have a good time. room going growing up? Um, I don't know. Um, the, I, the I grandma, think the grandmother had a good room, all right. The, the, the grannies would have had one, all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I think by the time they got to kind of our generation, I think it was whatever you could throw a head into was available for for use. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Because, but I, do, I do, I must look. Now that I have it affirmed that it wasn't just madness inside my head, I do need to get to the bottom of it. I might do with McBride. I know McBride was looking for subjects or whatever of the next episode of just a, uh, we might do a, a deep dive into the fucking the Keller Housewife what of the did, Year one. There was another one like the, the tops of the town, like is, it also sticks in my head around the same time. And it was like clubs and firms used to enter, like Aircom would have a, a variety show. Yeah. Like, it's that sort of era. But, like, in fairness, that was, you know, probably not the worst ticket in the world. Uh, probably started a lot of bad comedians, I'd say, um, um, going, do you know, I, I won the Tops of the Town in, in 1977, so I'm allowed yes. to make that speech. 
Holy shit, yeah. Tops of the top. Fucking hell. Because there was, like, I I don't know have a lot of the, the, the lovely girls competitions kind of fizzled away because there was the fair of care and there was the, she was the pride of Tipperary as well. Like, I know, I knew a couple of girls that had won either one, like, but they always have seemed to kind of fizzle away. Is that a woke scenario? I think they should bring it back, like. I think there's, a, there's like, there, there used to be, like, Blue Jean Queen was another yes. one. Was that I Cabin, recall. no? I don't know where it was, to be honest no, with you. No, that was the Blue Jean uh, Festival because they, they love country up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Country music. and Well, to be fair, we're all guilty of that, I think, once. <laughs> you, you need to only look at the ticket numbers that were sold for fucking people. Like, I don't think anybody loves country music. Like, somebody had said, some dub, of course, had said it on some, uh, you know, either it was a clip that popped up from a TV show, whether it was a six o'clock. And they were like, I mean, how do you, know? like, nobody listens to Gareth Brooks. Like, there's he's not on the radio. And you're like, Oh, you don't know how you don't understand how country music works. It doesn't have to be on the fucking radio. <laughs> no. Trust me. And like the, if you want the clientele to follow you, like the clientele that will go and buy a DVD or a t-shirt and you know, literally will buy all the merch, you know, the ideal group to tap into if there was some way of doing a crossover, you know. Oh. And in fairness, we both look like we could be in various country bands, to be honest with you. <laughs> we definitely do. <laughs> If the comedy doesn't take off, like, I mean, I can't sing either, but like that Lortera just seems like it's crying out for, you know, someone that's willing to commit to the dance routine, if anything, you know. I fucking been saying it. I was trying to convince. I remember I got so, uh, I saw uh, one time I was I was in the Luke and Spa Hotel, which has neither fucking spa nor and there's only barely a hotel. But I see, was it Jimmy? But no, it wasn't. It was some Irish country music star and they pulled in in a fucking Metallica sized fucking bus with a fucking yep. rig behind it with full emblazoned like their face, the name, the whole lot. Like we're talking brand new 400,000 euros worth of fucking machinery just pulled into, the, you know, maybe 300,000 euros worth of machinery just pulled in full to the gills with gear. Maybe six people working. And you're like, yeah. And you will never be in the charts. You'll never be played on a popular radio station. But you motherfucker are making bank that nobody knows about. No mortgage there. I can guarantee you that much. A hundred percent. Like yeah. I and I saw it then. I remember I, said, I talked about them. it's just my fascination more so with the it's underbelly is the wrong, but the 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 subculture. I suppose subculture is wrong too, but it is subculture to the popular culture. But I remember I was doing a horrendous gig down in the INEC I don't know if I ever tell you you know, you know Cornelius O'Sullivan in Cork I do Con yeah, yeah. I, knew, I knew him when he was still Con I don't know where the, you know, this Cornelius came out of he, he... not right not right not right Cause, uh, and he's in my phone as Con but I think he's the fucker's dodging text that's what he's fucking doing like you know <laughs> but uh, myself himself and Ronan Grace remember Ronan Grace we were doing a I gig do. I do I grumpy do. Ronan and we went down to do the INEC. Now I said do the INEC. We were doing the back bar. And what it was is just a gig. Why is it we had no business? Like all these gigs, Mark. We had no fucking business doing comedy there. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Forcing this shit down people's necks who hadn't fucking and I recognized who the girls that were on the door to the main watch we call it the main arena. I went to school with one of them and I said, Jesus, what are you doing here? I, and they were like, these just hundreds of people were passing by and they were just stamping their hand. And I was like, what's the crack? And they were like, oh, it's a country music weekend. Like, so people buy a ticket and they'd see five acts 
yeah, probably yeah. the same five acts each night for two nights and they'd get put up in the hotel and I was like, oh, fuck, cool. How much is a ticket to something like that? And this was, this has to be 10 years ago, 11 years ago, maybe. And it was like 180 or 200 quid. And that was just a ticket. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. this was a full, full INEC arena, like like thousands of people. Thousands of people. Yeah, no, no, I don't, I don't doubt it for a second. I, there's a lad at home and he goes, he doesn't drink. He'll drive up wherever, whoever his particular band at the minute is or whoever he's Nathan Carter or whoever and he goes up and he brings about six shirts for the night and he goes out he's dancing that much and sweating that much that he swaps shirt and might change the jeans at some point in the night out in the car and he's not alone in doing this he like goes for it hell hell for leather and like you know he's driving and looking for a wife this 20 years and like I, I don't know whether he's driving in the right places or what but um, he's he, he's still driving, uh, so but like I mean, like you know, the plowing championships is probably you know a, a, a nice cataclysm of their fans, and uh, I know you've done stuff with the plowing over yeah. the years. I've done a few bits as well, and like that's kind of our people on a grand scale. Like if you know, if we can't tap into the farmers' journal or the plowing championships, we're not in trying to go for sophisticated humor. In, in Dublin 4 um, I, the crossover between you doing something at the plowing with Richie Cavanagh next door or whatever or Seamus Moore across the way and then the following night you're doing the teachers club with a gang of lads from the south you ever see the <laughs> the Venn yeah. diagram does not touch there like well like I, before I ever started doing comedy I used to do bars and doors down home like I did at Boris and Austria, did door, the bar for years and then the rugby club in Ros Grey and Grant's Hotel I was doing the door and uh I'd say some of the maddest experiences and the funniest things I've ever seen in my life happened on the door or in that pub um, by comparison with comedy. But we went one year, uh, the lads that owned the hotel at the time in, in Boris, they, they were got ambitious and they got two two bars in the Plowing Championships in Balakala, And they decided to book Richie Kavanagh to do <laughs> both bars. So he'd do a gig in one, break for 15 minutes and go across and gig across the across the hallway and then right. I and about four other bar staff were moved from venue to venue each time he was on so for three days solid I listened to Richie Kavanagh sing the same <laughs> seven songs and the last day I was having a couple of points around about two o'clock on the Thursday and he came over and said you've been really enjoying that for the week there's a a, a DVD and I said no offence now but would you take that away quickly before <laughs> I forget that it's a yeah so no no <laughs> with those lads like they've they've unashamedly tapped into it like they've tapped into it between you know and Seamus Moore has tapped into it and as you told me like they might stick an extra song or a new song on the CD and then it, that's what they'll stamp out for the following oh, yeah. year like yeah. and it'll be yeah, a song yeah. about Gates or a song about fucking Honda 50s or the Yamaha 90 just to fucking update it and lo and behold people will buy it again I tell you I knew when I knew when the pandemic had took a bit of hold when I saw Seamus Moore, the JCB man, accepting Revolut. <laughs> if ever there's a move to cashless, that's 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 that. But uh, the fucking the conspiracy theorists now will go fucking bananas when they hear that. <laughs> that poor old Seamus Moore switched to fucking Revolut. But like they like 
I mean, I try. I, I know I spoke to his. Uh, I don't know. Do you know uh, Graham Merrigan? Uh, do you remember Danny Murray? Danny fucking hundred percent. Yeah, he did comedy yeah. before from Belly Brack. The two boys have a great podcast called the WTS podcast. What What's the story? And Graham Graham would be, he'd be a staunch Republican, like you know what I mean, staunch, staunch Republican. But I tried to bring him kind of around to the way, and he's like a lovely fella. But I brought him, tried to bring him around to the way of thinking. He was he, he's liberal, but he was hard, hard going after. Do you remember your man? He was kind of an American politician. He was going for politics in Ireland wealthy fella and he was kind of a Trump-esque in his ways like he was quite fucking right wing the shit he come out with like and I, I know who you're talking about but I, I, I won't name him because uh, <laughs> I would be a fear we're burgeoning into the old political uh, but it was a Ganley I think possibly Ganley but, but the, the, the simple we'll dip in and out of it very quickly because the simple story was was that it was it was nearly a snapshot in I wonder how people think about you know, especially rural, not just country town people, but rural people in that he, Ganley was, he was out of order, some of the stuff he was coming out with, but what Graham was going, was oh, do the fucking country fucking bumpkin siding with this fella. I said, but you know what he did? I said, that, that you can't wrap your fucking head around is that he went after, the he went down to him. You won't catch any of the people you support in the doll going down to him. And speaking yeah. directly to him. That's that's why. And you can't. And they're they're playing the numbers game. I understand why they wouldn't. Because there's a million people in Dublin. Why would you go to fucking Torless? Do you know what I mean? But he was. He took the outside fucking lane. And started tr- trying to scoop up all the country folk. And all he wanted to be was listened to. And he's like. Ah, well, I said no. They're people too. They're people too. And he's going to agree with anything they have issues with. If they're having quad bikes and fucking farm machinery stolen. Something you won't be able to wrap your fucking head around. And he's saying he'll solve it. Then he's their man. I says, but your leaders, you won't find Mary Lou down there. Do you know what I mean? With a pair of wellies on going, give us a look at who robbed your fucking Land Cruiser. Like, do you know? So, and that was, but it was, it was kind of a snapshot. You could see him coming around to me. Then he was like, oh yeah, I never really thought about country people as being actual people. Nearly, do you know, it was nearly that like, <laughs> do you know, but people don't. They're like, they can scoff at it. Like, I gigged out in Cloheen a couple of months ago, but one of the first nights of, of Clattered, Cloheen, the back of beyonds in South Tipperary, next stop the mountain, over the top of it is the fucking Nyer Valley into Waterford, like, nothing, nothing next, like, and sold out two nights in this place without so much hearty as a fucking poster. Yeah. And I remember saying it, it was in the Laughter Lounge the following week, and I was kind of saying it amongst a couple of comedians and management and stuff, and there wasn't kind of a, <laughs> you know, in the grave, for, and I had to kind of pull him up and go, no, no, they're people too. Yeah. You think yeah. because these all came to your set venue, like that they're not people, that these fuckers don't, as they're cash richer than most of the people in here. Those people are blue collar people who just, they don't have the time to traipse all the way up here to see this. No, so no, when you, br- no. you know, you bring it to them, these lads are working 60 hour weeks. You know what I mean? Hard yeah. fucking weeks too, like, you know. Yeah, no, no, it's a fact. And like, I suppose that's what Dunleavis tapped into when we were growing up. Yes. Like, their market was underrepresented to a large extent. Lads that liked to laugh and loved the skits, and you know what they were what they were selling, you could recognise in the lunatic that lived down the road for you. Or you know, if you had some sort of self awareness, it was probably yourself that they were taking off. On <laughs> stage. But, uh, yeah, like you know, um, I, I don't know that it's a market that's kind of left behind behind a little bit in some ways. In that, like, I don't know that there's someone actively. 
I suppose the, the, two, the two Johnnies probably to a degree. That's probably the, yeah, to a, to a degree. Yeah. The, the boys did it smart in that they scooped them up via sport first, via the yeah. GAA. You know what I mean? Because they were viable players themselves. Like, you know what I mean? So I suppose they, that was a handy way of doing it from scooping people from all. And then, of course, you, you write a song about tractors and stuff like that. And now you've cooked. And neither one of the boys are from rural background. Like, they're from towns. Like, you know They'd what I mean? They're townies. Yeah. Like, it's the same as myself. Like, I mean, I grew up, I grew up like in like a small parish about. A thousand people, give or take, and there was four hundred in the village, and we called them townies. <laughs> you know, that was, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exact that's the same. That people from... can't figure out <laughs> in Dublin. They're like, "Gosh, you're all countries. What does it matter to us?" But... That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's yeah. If well, also I suppose the same thing. I could never wrap my head around people in the village up the road. Like, geez, you want to live right alongside each other when? If you go a hundred yards that way, you can just be in a field. Why would you do? Why would you want to live right <laughs> up on top of that fucker? Like you know. But it was, yeah. And then that like that, they were townies too. Like, but I, I often, but as you said, I don't know from a direct comedic point of view. Now there's a few in the north, like Mark McCartney now has really gone after it. Like he's fucking, he's brilliant. But he's come at it from a dark comedy, very very strange humorous fucking way. Have you ever come across his stuff? I, I haven't no. I, I I seen a little bit of it maybe at some stage, but no, I wouldn't have seen uh, enough to comment on him really. But. He's it's 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 you'll you'll know what you're looking at. You know if you know what I mean. You go, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, okay, all right, yeah. Can recognize that. There's a t- almost a touch of Trailer Park Boys. It's so white trash to a degree. Like you know what I mean. <laughs> like there's it's a great lad, but there's a couple of lads now because I suppose the the advent of social media and stuff, good social media, and I was never one for following anything really or being good at it. But I've, I've noticed that TikTok has, anytime I go on to, I'm like, oh, fucking bored of that in two seconds. But now it seems to have aligned itself to go, oh, now I know what to give you, Tom. And yeah, yeah. they give me exactly what I want to see. You know what I mean? Silly, silly, humorous shit, like cats pushing fucking children off tables and stuff. But they, there's a gr- <laughs> great lad, Tig something or other, and a few, few people have sent, sent me on his videos, doing great stuff. He's definitely from your neck of the woods. In right. that, in that he doesn't pronounce T's. Now you've got a quite a sh- you've got a t- you've your accent has cleaned up a lot since working with these in Dublin, but the people I you think it's more since I started, uh, yeah, going out with the dub. I think it's it's oh, you know yeah. I've had to start occasionally enunciating vowels and, and T's <laughs> and H's, but wouldn't I don't I need to be home for about five minutes and the, the accent drops to the extent that. Although the one thing I have noticed, and I don't know whether it's the same for the tip accent, but in our house, there's several Alexis, and I'm the only person Alexa understands because my flat accent has broken the receptors for everybody else. So no matter how clear and perfect diction, the rest of them <laughs> ask for stuff. It would take me to go over and go. Alexa, turn on the lights. <laughs> I love the fact that she'd come back with a real flat, flat. Midlands or North Tipperary accent going, well, Mark, <laughs> when you come in. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, yeah, no, it's cleaned up a bit over the years. Although, having said that, a couple of drinks and it's back, you know, um, or go to I noticed it even when I'm, when, when I'm sitting beside you. We'll be talking for two or three minutes. Now, I have a South Tip accent, so we do pronounce our T's all right, but it's still a fairly ignorant fucking accent by itself. Like, you know, either way, there's no, you know, you <laughs> It's not exactly the most <laughs> tailored fucking thing. Although I did take pride. We moved our child from South Dublin to South Tipperary. And one of his first words was, one. 
It's like universal language. Oh, dude, it doesn't work everywhere. One. What's the who's that one over there? Oh, good lad. Good lad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and are you based in Dublin now? Yeah, I'm based up in Balbriggan, so I'm up. Oh, that's there. right. That's right. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jeez, I mean, it wouldn't be, yeah, who, I mean, Balbriggan is kind of a common place too. Like, I know two people now that bought apartments out there, all right. It's, doesn't, like, you're near the coast road and everything. Like, it's a tasty enough old spot out that, like, grub-wise and everything out that neck of the woods. No, we, we like it. Like, and then, like, you go out to Knoll's only out the road and, like, you know, you can kind of get a pint in our, the thing I like about it is we're about 500 metres from the Mead border. So, you know, if stuff gets redrawn, we might, I might be able to say I'm not living in Dublin. I don't know. You know, that's, that's the hope. At some I, point. Love, I love how so many people would love it to go the other way, like for their property <laughs> prices. Like, and you're just going, oh, fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. Would you not just fucking draw me into mead? I'll take mead. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that's an, that's, an, that's an anomaly in itself, isn't it? No, the fact that it's in County Dublin, but they're fucking red raw co- country out there. Oh, proper farmers. Like, yeah, you see, lads, like I, I was out there I went to see Fred Cook earlier in the year. Uh, Fred and Julie were playing out there. Yes. And I was having a few points in Killian's across the road. And a lad pulled up in a tractor uh, with a yoke on the back, which were topping top in a field, came in and had five points and then went to the gig. And uh, I didn't stick around, but the tractor wasn't there the following morning. That's that's all I know. So <laughs> either he was up very early or someone collected him. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, because I that it just blew me away. I was still inside Dublin, and yet I remember doing one. I, I did a couple of gigs out, but it was the first time I was out there. And I see by I was walking from the car to the venue. I rake a boy's walk with pints from the pub across the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I but I, I knew by the walk. I'm looking at the walk, and I recognise that walk. That's that's not one you'll see on Grafton Street. Where is uh, where the boys from? And I was thinking they were on a stag or something from somewhere. They're all local boys. It's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're, oh, you're a small enclave of cultures that live in actual Dublin. Fuck it hell. Yeah, yeah. They're the lads with all the money now because they sold probably, you know, the land that they've built, you know, a couple, couple of thousand houses on. So they're probably, they're, they're probably at net worth is, is, is north of anyone in, on Dublin, on Dublin Graft Street. Anybody living, anybody, like, this is what I've, I've tried to say, like, if you're looking for a man, don't be looking at fellas and their fucking high paying fucking jobs because that's what them fellas, they got high paying jobs, but they got high paying fucking bills outside of it. How, what you want is a fella in the check shirt who has a fuck, as they say, Land Cruiser money. If you've Land Cruiser money, <laughs> 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 that's fuck you money if ever I heard it. Because if you, you'll be all right. You've got a fellow with a new Land Cruiser, you know he's doing all right, like, because the bank loves him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're throwing but, money at him. You were like you. I I won't keep you for much longer because I know you've working ever tomorrow. But the the we were talking before about the sports a sports podcast. Like, 
it's fucking sports nuts, isn't it? Like in around leash, and even Kevin, as I suppose, where you'd be, you're you'd be nearly as associated with Kevin as his fucking PJ nearly would to the owner fucking place. I, I think, like, uh, unfortunately, uh, when I got engaged and moved up to Dublin, I think the the big victim was PJ's taken in the pub of a um, of a weekend. You put um, his kids' fun college fund. I'd say, yeah, yeah. I know I was never quite that at that level, but yeah, probably probably impacted a small bit on the bottom line, but um. No, like it. I mean, I you know, I'd like I, I I like all sports. Like it, you know, I played badly at anything I tried. Um, um, to be fair, like you that's know, an honest appraisal. Most people are they won't admit that, but that's absolutely the case. No, I was I was the worst player on a lot of teams. I would say <laughs> probably probably the best way of describing it. I like I had uses. I you know I'd stop a lad scoring in hurling, uh, uh, fairly dogged and. Not the most athletic, uh, rarely sent off, but could have been sent off in almost every match. Um, <laughs> would probably be an accurate description. Um, I, I'm, 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 I, whichever one of it, I, well, if, <laughs> if there's ever a moment where I have to give a speech about Mark or introduce Mark, that's actually what I'm rarely sent off, but technically could have been sent off in every game. If there oh, was, yeah, no. if there was VR or a fucking assistant referees at the time. Like in rugby, yeah. he he would definitely have gotten fucking whitewash. Oh, and you know what? I should have been I should have been killed in every match because some <laughs> of the stuff I said to lads on the pitch, uh, um, and like I'd be perfectly pleasant, um, but like yeah, uh, you know, off off field, uh, but like if I was there to do a job, uh, if it meant going like mental mind games, like I, I went there, you know, um, I remember asking one lad was his mother keeping well one day, and just leave it at that. And oh, hit that's... me about five minutes afterwards because I think it, 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 he twigged that I was, you know, in some way having a dig at him. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, that was. That's a nasty enough one, in all fairness, because it's not on the nose at all. Sure, it's not. It's just like, it's, well, is your mother keeping well? and just leaving it nicely there, like you know, it's it's open. I could like you know, I could have met her at Bridge Club. I didn't like, but you know, I didn't know his mother to be honest about it. But it's her in the in the in the heat of the moment. Um, you'd say it, but. But like, yeah, like I heard, like I, I was I'm from one of the 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 clubs in Leash was Castledown that, like we had a lot of success when we were growing up. So like we were we're good, like and then we didn't really realize how good we had it because uh, uh, we haven't had any success for a long number of years. But uh, as like kind of once we got past minor, maybe a little bit under twenty one, like there was lads that were <laughs> going to contribute in a positive way, and then there was. You know, I was kind of beckoned towards a junior B team uh, or junior C, <laughs> depending on the year that was in it. And uh, you can respect your level. So that's uh, that was my level. I could live with it. But the, because you were on to me, you were talking to me about a, a sports podcast at some stage. Like, oh, yeah. 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 I, I definitely, I, I, I love the, yeah, I love the idea of keeping it light because there's so many fucking sports podcasts that are. There's so, so many spod- podcasts that are lads that played the game to a high level or that know something about it. And I have no interest in that because yeah. when I go to the pub with my friends, we are not talking from a position of knowledge. If anything, it's just blind prejudice and ill-informed <laughs> opinions. And that's more crack, to be honest about it. Way better. That's why, like, if I'm ever, like, like if there's talks of comedy or whatever, and cracking, I will never crack jokes. Like, I, if I'm sitting back in a group and I will not be the one cracking the jokes, like, like, because... You give the floor to the people because you're not. I'm not saying that I'd be, you know, a, a, the standard of an intercounty fucking hurler in your in your group sitting there. But at the same time, somebody who physically got paid at one time to tell jokes is not going to start stealing the thunder. The bloke who has a great line, one liner, you know, a great story about a donkey and a fucking dog. 
Well, like it, I, 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 at one stage, I was running gigs for Lair Corbett in the pub in Dorlis. I remember and that. We, yeah, we did for a while, and like it was, I have to say, like it was comedy gold. I mean, the man is, aside from being a good hurler, like he, you know, he's hilarious company. Uh, uh, you know, uh, ideal podcast guest. If you haven't had him on, you should get him on. Oh yeah, because I've had uh, a few like the likes of Cummins and Maher and a few more on. Yeah, it must Jesus. Yeah, we'll go after him. But mighty crack. And uh, so we were doing the gig one night and like we, we left the pub and I, the following day I rang him and said, you know, was he happy with the crowd? Like, was there, was there, you know, uh, was the takings okay in the pub? He said, no, it was all good, all good. And he says, I have to go now, Mark, it's my round. And he'd gone to Dublin on the first train and was drinking in one of the early houses on the keys. Like, because this was before nine o'clock in the morning. And uh, he was retired now, in fairness. I'm not saying anything out of school or anything. Like, it wasn't like he was talking out the following weekend in, uh, for the county <laughs> or anything. But, uh, yeah, like, just genuinely a, a good bloke, but, like, absolutely hilarious in in, in, in the best possible way. Um, not at all guarded in some of the stuff he come out with. But, uh, sure, look. Um, but I think that's why the likes of, that's what I think people do gravitate to that. And thank, thank Christ that there is, and they haven't tried to fucking water down or whatever and they leave it kind of raw like the likes of John Milan like he's a fucking like Milan never won an RR like but at the same time people fucking like and it was a tug on the fucking pitch but he has a full you know he's got a gig with RT now like you know and it and or yeah. on the radio and he's just purely because of his wild fucking passion nobody gives a yeah. shit that he's not really the best orator or the best commentator in the world and he has the most hideous Waterford accent but you love to hear a fellow f- Fucking loves hurling. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's you know is a wild bastard behind it, like. Yeah, no, 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 it's a fact. No, no. I like I suppose like some of that tip team were hilarious because like John Carroll was out like our neck of the woods, like he was the far side of the border. I think like he was there was some debate as to whether he was going to play for Leaf or Tipperary, but realistically he could hurl, so he was going to play for Tipperary. He was going to talk out. Uh uh, at a junior level there but like um, um, but like yeah so like I I, I I remember we played Ros Grey once in my like they're they're the closest club in Tipperary they're only across the border we played them once in a practice match and the match was abandoned after about five minutes and <laughs> apparently I started the row I have no recollection of it as far as I was concerned I went out I picked up a ball and I cleared it and there was some allegation that I had decapitated some lad playing corner forward and like I don't even think I had been within 20 feet of him it was mistaken identity right. but I, I cousins in Ross Gray and like uh, like they were everyone was piling in on the pitch and, I, and the first I remember was going jeez I think we were parked at the back of the goals I hope the father's car doesn't get the windscreen yeah but yeah I what I'm saying is I think I definitely like the idea of uh, a non-expert opinion podcast, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. There's there's yeah. something, I think, there for everybody. Like, you can go and listen to your experts. Like, I listen to, you know, a lot of rugby ones and hurling ones or stuff. But fuck me, I find myself turning off. Like, are we are we really, are we doing stats? Are we? Because, yeah. oh, Jesus Christ. And it could be the happiest day in your life. And he was my school's coach. But Alan Quinlan would put you into a fucking coma sometimes, like. Like it could be, I I lo- I would just love to see Ireland win the fucking World Cup. Not because I want to see Ireland win the World Cup. I want to hear Alan Quinlan afterwards because it'll be no fucking good. It'll be, uh, you know, just great all the same. 
That was <laughs> a fucking no spark in the man at all when he's on the set. I think he's what I think it is is he's very guarded, and he's conscious of it because yeah. he's a guest who are off it like a wild like. But I think he's very guarded, and I think as two comedians we don't give a fuck, you know, while talking about anything like so. I think that's where it can come nicely loose, like when it comes to sports. Do you know, yeah. and there's there's a rake of sports that I have no fucking idea about either. Like so, and I take great pride in that. I would love to talk about sports. I have no idea about. Like cricket, yeah. no idea. Even fucking soccer, no proper idea. None. No, no, no. I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be expert on anything. To be honest with you, uh, I'd be the first to admit it. But um, uh, if it comes to like telling lies about knowing more than I do, uh, you know, excellent. I remember at one stage trying to tell somebody that Ireland was the original world champions in cricket, um, because I think there was no world championships at the time and they beat England and declared that they were world champions at way back. And I don't know whether it's actually true or that sounds I, kind of true. And this is called, I, I think I heard this from a very, uh, very much a Protestant person called Andrew Maxwell, who likes cricket. And yes. I think he said something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think technically before there was a world championships, we were world champions and I have told many people, that whether it's true or not so you know if we extrapolate that out onto a podcast that seems like you know our kind of <laughs> our kind of aim going forward um so when uh have you any have you like you're obviously still in recovery and everything but you're back working you're back actually actually at work no, and I'm everything. back working like i mean like you know it's mostly just you know physio and um trying to do a few exercises um but yeah no it's it's grand the, uh, the 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 hard bit is over, hopefully. Touch wood. And when are we going to see you back on a stage? I don't know now. I don't know. I I I, I at times I think about I wouldn't mind me back in it, and then I kind of go, well, it's also nice sitting down in front of the TV eating biscuits. So you know, there's an element of that uh, as well. So um, maybe at some stage in the new year, I'm not not nothing booked in pre Christmas. We'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, I, I, and it, it's a thing that can create, and I'm not saying it's good, bad, or indifferent. I mean, everybody's entitled to their tea and Bicky's life, but there's nothing like it, the, the whole fucking pain in the hole of comedy is the fucking everything that isn't, and that millisecond after you take the mic and the millisecond yeah. after you put the mic in, everything else is fuck that, like fuck yeah. it. You know what I mean? You can see why the big names don't even want to talk to anybody beforehand or anything. They just go, yeah, just give my green room quiet. Yeah, and I'm gone afterwards. Thanks, look. You could see why, like, after a while. Yeah. Like, if you had the option of just, li and okay, talk to the people you do like, but there's a lot of talking to people that you couldn't give one fuck about like this. And driving an hour and three quarters to, to then not care about who you're talking <laughs> yeah. to. I mean, well, I wish that's all it was these days. This fucking, this is moving back down to South Tipperary. It's longer than that most fucking nights, like, but sure. I don't, I don't mind. I don't, anyway. I won't keep you another bit because you're. I know you're off to. You've got work and stuff tomorrow. And do you? Are you still tweeting the? Oh, you're not because you're not commuting from leash anymore. You're a great fucking angry Twitter guy. Yeah, okay. yeah, that was me for a while. Yeah, lads cutting their toenails on the train at <laughs> half eight in the morning. They're, they're real joy. Well, like you could you say that, but like at least the lad that cut his toenails didn't <laughs> eat sandwiches. You know, with varying smells early. In the <laughs> oh, you can't. Oh, you can't. Oh no! Salads, salads, onion sandwiches before eight o'clock on a train. Like, yeah, no, no. Commuting is 
I mean, uh, you know, if there's one thing to be said for COVID, uh, it, it stops some people having to commute <laughs> for a couple of years. Um, that that would be the best the best outcome from COVID, I think. I think you know you should you should still find find a route to to that angry guy because it was fucking great. I used to love your tweets. I knew one was coming. <laughs> While on the train, it was physically happening live. Some cunt clipping his fucking toenails on the train here beside me. <laughs> it was fucking glorious. And, I heard, and you know, Michael Harding, your man, the, the the author, he said it on the Late Late Show a week or two afterwards. Did he? And I doubt that in my 25 Twitter followers that someone shared it with him. So I was wondering, was he on the same train? That's the only thing that went into my head because he was in Fort Lee's around about the same time, so... So he he verified it. Fucking hell. Yeah. No, Beautiful. No, some sick men out there, but sure. Yeah. That's, yeah, I will, yeah, till the day I die, I will struggle to sit for, to have any comfort on any fucking transportation that I'm not fucking driving, to be honest with you. And I don't think it's a control thing because I remember herself going, ah, it's just a control thing. I'm like, no, no, I don't think it is. I think it's just purely if I don't have to deal with, if I'm up the front, up the front, I don't have to fucking be looking at guns, breathing on top of me and fucking barefoot around the fucking plane or whatever fucking other carry on is going on. Like it's just, yeah, I'm not fucking fit for it anymore. But hey, Mark, I can't fucking believe we got you on the podcast. I can't believe you're fucking nearly three inches fucking taller than the last time I fucking saw you. That's incredible. Yeah, you can go on now and say that. Don't you stop after getting some neck on him now? <laughs> Well, look, at, I might see, I don't know, will you be back down home or what way fucking Christmas will rock up or whatever, but I'm going to be, I'm going to be every which way. I'm going to be in Dublin for most of Christmas gigging. So, well, we'll, 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 ca- we'll catch you in Dublin, so we'll, we'll, we'll catch you before the Christmas anyway, Tom. Mark, uh, we'll talk again and we'll fucking, we'll get going on our fucking sports podcast. Yes, good talking to you, man. Thanks a million, brother. Always mind yourself. And my thanks again to Mark. What an absolute legend. Like I said... Looks like the two boys are going to be doing a, a, a know-nothing sports podcast. Although Mark would know vastly more about actual sports than I would. I know about one sport, really, and that's it. Anyway, keep your ears and eyes peeled for that one. Uh, like I said, keep an eye on the Hill Comedy Club in care. It'll be mostly sold out. But if there's a couple of tickets left, grab them for the 19th of November. But we are back on the 29th of December. And do... Well, I won't be shy about telling you to keep an eye out for uh, Clathert, the special, when it gets released over Christmas. I'll be posting it and talking about it everywhere, so don't worry about that. <laughs> and I would greatly appreciate it if, uh, if a bunch of people bought it. That'd be great. We have a live show for the Patreons this Sunday night, so become a Patreon, hang out with the gang. We have an old fucking shits and giggles. If you are listening on Spotify or whatever platform you're allowed to leave a star rating of whatever, give it five and leave us a nice comment. Maybe a screen grab. Tell everybody about it. Get in contact with me if you have any comments on the podcast or you want me to approach anything because I do, of course, do the Ramble Pod midweek for the Patreons. Um, so if you're thinking, going, eh, this fellow don't listen to nothing, I answer everything and anything for the Patreons midweek on the Ramble Pod, which is, you know, another 40, 45 minute of me ranting and answering questions midweek another benefit of being a Patreon listen let's go on away enjoy the rest of the weekend and I'll talk to you again next week good night and thanks Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky? in line at the deli I guess aha in my dentist's office 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.